1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whenever or wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me for the next hour as we figure out how in the hell Brock Nelson scored four goals last night, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, bud?
0: A broken clock is right twice a day. A blind squirrel finds a nut from time to time, and here we are. A couple four-goal games last night. And one of them was a 50% owned player. So it was an early night at the office for me. I faded Boston one hoping they'd bust against the hapless wangs and that didn't happen. So closed the laptop, but I heard you had a very good night.
1: Yeah, I did have my first like pretty good night of the season, went a little over four X finished top five in the 20 max, Um, you know, six points out of first place. And I had three and a half combined points for my two punts. So like, If one, if you know, both those punts each get an assist then I'm in first place. And we talked, you know, I think it was just yesterday. We talked about razor thin margins, uh, at the top, um, of the, of, of the leaderboard. Like I finished fifth in the 20 max Hayden flurry had two block shots. If he gets a third block shot, I had 4.6 points and I'm in second. So that, you know, one block shot is a thousand dollar difference or something like that for me. Right. One block shot at the end of the last game. So like i'm happy with last night and i like i'm pleased with my results so far this season i'm still technically down on the season but i know like where my lineups have been and you know i've been back testing my projections for season-long fantasy so i know those have been good um and so yeah i think it was just one of those nights where you know i think things are starting to come around and it's like we preached it yesterday like as long as um you don't you're not going to win every day you're not going to win every week um as long as you have a process where you think you're getting close, like we talked about, 1% lineups. As long as you're cranking out 1% lineups uh, at least 1% of the time, uh, you should uh, be able to get yourself in the money. It, you know, it could take a week, it could take a month, it could take three months. Uh, you'll just get there eventually. But, yeah, another thing I want to talk about last night's slate, and it's the one thing that helped me a lot. Uh, the last Boston slate, we talked about Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak. And I said something that I do sometimes is I leave Pasternak off and go with that Bergeron, Marchand, two-man, because they're the guys that play uh, shorthanded together. And, you know, once in a while, you can get a shorthanded goal. Now, obviously, that's not why they succeeded last night, but it's why I succeeded last night because I left Pasternak off. I put Ovechkin on. And, you know, that 30-point difference or whatever it was, was a big difference for me. So um, I know a lo- quite often we talk about uh, the way you can get unique is just going with that full three-man stack. But I also think, uh, you know, last night, like you said, they were super, super chalky. So I think that was one of the situations where maybe it's smarter to not uh, go with a full stack and try to, you know, figure out something different, like Bergeron Marchand and Taylor Hall or something like that. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's results oriented. I mean, talking about it now, leaving Pasternak off. Most people leave Marchand off. But... Yeah,
1: I, I'm just talking about like when they're super high owned. I'm not talking about yeah. like when they're 5 or 10%. I'm talking like 25, 30% like last night.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially on a night like last night, there was so much value. Like Seattle was 10K. Both Seattle lines were 10K. There was other really cheap lines. So, like, full stacking Boston one wasn't going to be unique. I think what you did was correct. Or another thing you could have done was add in a, one or two more Boston players and have, you know, like add in a Craig Smith and a Taylor Hall. Like, not onslaught per se, but have like a five-man four or five man Boston sack, just to add in the extra player to get, you know, a bit different, but when there's so, so much cheap value and you have a line coming in so chalky, I think, you know, leaving off, you know, someone and putting in another stud like Ovechkin is is a pretty good strategy.
1: Yeah. That's, that's something that I've, I found myself doing is when I have, you know, we're going to, we're going to have a super chalky line, Uh, a little bit that we're going to talk about a little bit later. And when we get those super chalky lines, sometimes I I just really like to, you know, mix and match, you know, go two out of three or something, something like that. I found things like that uh, have helped me. Uh, Islanders went into Montreal and just beat the brakes off the Habs. Um, Yeah. I, we were talking about yesterday, how maybe the, you know, the Islanders had four or five days off. Maybe the long layoff uh, might hurt them. Uh, I didn't really look like it hurt them. And I think the thing to mention is that they have changed up their lines, right? Kyle Palmieri, second line, Josh Bailey, top line. What do you think about those lines? What do you think about the Islanders? Like, do you think are they're not as bad as they showed in the first five or six games of the season?
0: No. And that second line is going to be the line going forward. I mean, I'm not a big Josh Bailey guy. I kind of like Kyle Palmieri more on that second line. They're kind of interchangeable that, you know, they're similar style play that top line with Josh Bailey's, you know, not something I'm going to look to. They re, that top line really hurts without Eberle. Like Eberle was a huge play driver for them. You know, Barzell can create, but you know, Andrews Lee is kind of the, you know, go to the net front, get the greasy goals. You know, with Josh Bailey there, that line just like lacking a like an actual like really good shooter and playmaker. So that second line, Brock Nelson, Anthony Beauvillier, they're good two way players. You add Paul Mary in there. That's going to be the line going forward. You know, at home, they, they do usually get the top competition, but on the road, you, you saw they got some pretty good matchups, and they took advantage of it, clearly. Brock Nelson, that line was 1%, which, in hindsight, were dumb for, you know, that's what, that's what you know, the ownership had them at. I guess, you know, that's just results oriented saying we're done,
1: but like, yeah, yeah. like I was thinking about that last a bit last night, like why I didn't have any Islanders too. And like the way it worked out, it was, I was just using a lot of expensive lines. Right. And you know, if I did a, you know, Bergeron, Martian, Lee, Pasternak off and put, you know, Nelson and Bolvillier, then yeah, that could have worked out, but you couldn't just, I mean, you could three man Boston and, and Islanders too, but you're a double punting defenseman with a 7k goalie so
0: they were kind of pricey on the road
1: that's that's what kept me away from them it's like 16k or something like that yeah
0: yeah so while the results were there I hate saying the term process over results because like it is the most misleading thing like the you want money as a result like yeah the process maybe was good there because they were kind of coming off a five-day break but yeah they broke the slate at one percent along with Boston but you know tonight's a new night we're gonna lock in we're gonna hate on some players and they'll break the slate so
1: exactly we're gonna trash talk somebody and they're posting two goals tonight that's just automatically um, how it happens Uh, is there anything else that kind of stuck out to you last night one thing I want to mention is Seattle actually that's the last thing I want to talk about I think one thing I've mentioned uh, a couple of times in my Power Plays article, um, you know, we have a free PowerPlays article for any NHL that goes up most days on the site. I write them two or three days a week. Jeff Bots does a couple of days a week. Josh does uh, a day or two. Um, one thing I talked about was I thought Seattle got off to a bad start this season a lot because of their schedule, right? Their first five games were all on the road in three different time zones in the span of eight days. So five games in eight days on the road in three time zones. That is a brutal schedule. Look at their numbers since they've returned home. They've been pretty good. Like not super elite offensively. I don't think we expected that, but way better defensively and maybe like a top 10 possession team. So, I don't know. Have you seen, like, I know Seattle <laughs> games are pretty late for us. I don't know if you've watched a lot of them. Have you noticed anything different about them or, or how they're using their players or anything like that since they've returned home?
0: Yeah. I mean, starting on the East coast on the road from expansion team is tough anyway, but they also got Yanni Gord back, and he is a great player. Like there's, there's, like, yeah, he doesn't have great name value. He was on the, the Tampa Bay third line last year, but he, he really is a top six center. He's a great player. He plays big minutes for them. He's a good two-way player. I think that helped tremendously. It deepened their lineup top to bottom. So now, you know, like in having Alex Wenberg as your top center going on the road in the East Coast in your first games as an expansion team is an ideal. Yanni Gord coming back, I think, helped them tremendously.
1: Yeah, I think that's I. Yeah, that is a big thing too, right? Because he's easily their best center. Um, you know, well, whatever you want to say about Jeremy Cam, but easily their best center. So, yeah, I think Seattle's going to be turning it around a little bit. Uh, just keep an eye on them. Um, maybe like the, they continue to be good values, and I think they're a, a little bit better team than what their full season numbers show uh, right now. All right, we do have uh, a bunch of games that we have to get to today, though. I do see 60 people watching. If you guys could throw us a like, hit us with that thumbs up Uh, and, you know, hit us with the subscribe button as well. Uh, We have shows coming up all the time uh, for NBA, for NFL, for NHL. We have giveaways. We have offers. We have tons of stuff here. We think you'll really like what we have. Um, We have tons of free stuff up on the site too, as we usually do every day, free premium tools and content. We have NBA ownership projections uh ufc pro plays and week nine nfl ownership projections so you want to check us out uh we have some free stuff up on the site for you to look at and if you're playing nba dfs make sure you check out Adam Scher's nba deep dive it's the most in-depth and free nba dfs article you can find anywhere uh before we go too much further just want to just jump into our youtube chat um seeing some pretty good news hey got from stewart stewart palmer Hey guys, thanks for the great content. I've had some success in single entries, but started experimenting with multiple lineups very recently, took down the quarter jukebox in dime time last night. So out of boy, Stuart, congrats. Uh, Jumping from single entry to multi-entry is not easy. Um, There can be some stumbles, uh, especially when it comes to like fixing your lineups late at night when there's line changes and stuff like that. So good on you, Stuart. Let's hope we can keep that train rolling. Um, Let's hope we can keep uh, you winning. A little bit of money. I see Chris Davis says, Boston Islanders took down the $12.3 max on FanDuel. I Boston, Seattle with Burns and Latang managed to take down third. A third, still not bad. Uh, that is a winning night. Uh, first place, hopefully coming up to you very soon. So glad to see some winners in the YouTube chat. I finally had my first decent night. Tonight, Josh, I can feel it. This is your night to bust out. So I'm going to be listening to everything you have to say Uh, word for word very closely I can feel it Josh so why don't you take us through this first game we have the Chicago Blackhawks with a 2.7 implied goal total going into Winnipeg they have a 3.3 implied goal total Uh, I think the big news for me in this game is no Connor Hellebuck again Um, he missed the last game with the birth of his I think it was a baby boy congrats to him Um, it looks like he's going to be out tonight with an illness Kids, man, those things are those—they're just petri dishes. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so I think there's a lot to like on both sides of this game, and people are going to have both sides of this game. So why don't you take us through, it, Josh?
0: Yeah, I'll start with the Blackhawks first. I think this is a very good power play spot. Uh, it's always difficult to full stack Blackhawks lines just because they blenderize them very quickly, but you know. Kubelik, Doc Kane has been together for two games, which is like the longest stretch of line has been together since like 1994. It's a fact. It's on Twitter. I believe it. So I think you can full stack Doc Kane, Kubelik, but something I'm going to be doing with the Blackhawks tonight, I think is including DeBrincat in my stacks. He's going to be lower owned than Kane for sure. Uh, He's down on the, the quote unquote third line, but he does get top power play time, uh, Winnipeg has a pretty average at best PK, especially with that Hellebuck. Like Eric Comrie, he could be a nice goalie, but it's still a massive downgrade from uh, Hellebuck. So, you know, you look at, you know, doing something like a Kane, DeBrincat, Seth Jones, three man, you can do that. You can throw in Taze as well, get a four man stack. So I think that's what I'm going to be doing for the Blackhawks, concentrating on some power play stacks. And then on the Jets side, I'm a bit confused on their line matching. Um, they may send out Shifley against the dock line. They may send out Pierloc Dubois against the dock line, but the one thing I'm pretty certain of that Stasny cop's fetching or excuse me, the Stasny cop Ehlers line is gonna get like that bottom, you know, that that Hardman Kuroshev Dubrincat line and that line at five on five. Like bad, 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 bad. bad. 3.33 expected goals against, 12 high-danger chances against per 60. Like, for a bad defensive team, if you're giving up 12 high-danger chances per 60 against, against, like, one of the better lines in the NHL, like, an Ehlers is one of the best wingers in the NHL, like, Marc-Andre Fleury has to have an elite game just to keep it, you know, in check. So I really like that Winnipeg second line tonight. Uh, they are popular. It is a shorter slate, but there are ways to get different. Um, You know, they're not super expensive. They fully correlate on that second power play. I think, you know, I see this ownership on the Shifley-Wheeler line, and, like, it kind of feels like, you know, stacking that Sagan-Ben-Raduloff line. And, I, I of course –
1: they scored a couple of times last year,
0: oh, of course. You know, we said, like, yeah, I, I said, what, was it 2014? What do they do? They proved it was actually 2014. But the, the point stands like, I would rather go to cop Euler Stasny before I go to Shifley, Wheeler, or Lowry, uh, especially at the ownership. Like, if cop Euler's is gonna come in lower owned is uh twosome, then Shifley and Wheeler give me cop Euler's all day. Um if you want to go to that top line, you know, Dubois, Connor, Svechnikov, I think that's fine. They're going to be the lowest owners of the trios. The thing is like their power play correlation isn't great. So if you want to include, you you want to do like a power play stack, Shifu, Wheeler, Dubois, I think that's fine. And if you want to go to that second power play unit and do like a cop, Ehlers, Connor instead of Stasny, I think that's fine as well. So like, I like the uh, Winnipeg two. I like Chicago one, but for the most part, on both sides, I'm going to be looking to power play stack.
1: Okay, <laughs> I want to talk about Winnipeg first. Here, uh, the guy I want to talk about is Kyle Connor. He, I wrote about him yesterday. Uh, I wrote about season long fantasy hockey t- as well. Um, I wrote about him yesterday. I didn't realize how good of a season he was having. 14 points in nine games, averaging over four shots a game. Now, obviously, he's not going to post like. 130 points this year or something like that (laughs) yeah he might you never know um no he's not but it's the shot rate that intrigues me right because he wasn't a guy that typically had a super high shot rate um not per minute per game it was decent but it was typically because he was playing like 19 20 21 minutes that's why he was getting to three shots a game um but his shot rate increased last year from the year before and it has increased this year from last year as well Uh, He's only and he's only 25 years old. So, you know, that a guy would add, you know, even more offense. an elite offensive player would add even more offensive dimensions to his game at the age of 23, 24, 25. That's not surprising to me. So, like, if Kyle Connor is actually now a huge volume shooter per minute, as well as playing 21 minutes a night. Like, I have a really hard time getting away from that Svechnikov-Dubois-Connor line. They've been, like, it is a small sample, but we're up to about 70 minutes now, which is, you know, seven, eight, you know, seven games worth, give or take. 64 shot attempts per 60 minutes. 3.2 expected goals for per 60 minutes. Like, those are just really, really good numbers to me. And I don't see them getting any of that Taves line. And really, the Taves line is the only matchup I'm concerned about. Like the Taves Carpenter Hagel line has actually been good defensively this year. It's just every other line for Chicago hasn't. So I think, I don't think Connor, I don't at home, I can't see them putting Kyle Connor and Evgeny Sveshnikov, who was effectively like a waiver pickup, up against Jonathan Taves. I just don't see it. Um, so I'm going to put, I'm going to be in on Connor and Dubois tonight. I know their prices are expensive. Um, but I think it's a fantastic five on five matchup and they've been really good at five on five this year. Uh, and they're coming in so much further lower own uh, than the rest uh, of, you know, that Winnipeg and we don't have them as significantly different top two stack percentage. Like they're coming in a third of the ownership of Shifley and Wheeler. And we have them for identical top two stack percentage. Like I know the price difference is why, but man, I'm just rather play uh, Connor Dubois. Like I'm just like, I, I out on Shifley and Wheeler at 15 to 20%, like I'm, like I'm passing. So uh, yeah, Winnipeg one um, by Winnipeg one. I mean, Connor and Dubois uh, and Sveshnikov for me tonight on the Chicago side, it's power play stacking, all about power play stacking for me in this game for Chicago, Winnipeg. I think they had, it was like a hiccup for them last year, last year, the penalty kill was, wasn't actually that bad, but they've had an atrocious penalty kill basically since Paul Maurice took over. Um, it has been atrocious again this year, and they're top ten by time shorthanded. Chicago, we talked about a couple of days ago about them having a good power play, and they still do—not great, but it's good enough. Um, so yeah, Taves, cat Kane, Seth Jones, those are the uh, Ryan Carpenter. Like Ryan Carpenter and Taves, I think makes a very fine two-man here tonight because they're very cheap. Should get some good po- power play opportunity uh, against Winnipeg, um, and they're not coming in like very with very much ownership under five percent. So. Uh, On the Chicago side, if you're going to two-man something, I would go Tane and – Tane. Taves and Carpenter, uh, if you're going to full stack something like three or four-man, I would just power play stack like Taves, Kane, Debrinkat, Jones, and those guys. Uh, On the blue line here, I think the way to get different with Winnipeg, and if you're worried about ownership with the Ealers line, is double D stacking. Schmidt and Morrissey, short slate, five games, both on the same power play together. Um, what do you think of that? Other than that, I'm probably just going to be you know, correlating with power plays.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't mind uh, the double defenseman strategy there. Uh, I don't mind Brennan Dillon as a punt either. His price hasn't moved. He's still 2,700. Sees 20-ish minutes. He gets a ton of block shots. If you need a punt, I think that is perfectly fine. I wish Neil Pionk was on the top power play. But if you're using uh, Winnipeg 2, I think Pionk makes sense. If you're using, you know, the Shifley Wheeler... You can go Morrissey Schmidt. I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, other than Seth Jones, I'm probably not looking to use Chicago defensemen, but you know, if you need a block shot, uh, some block shots, Calvin DeHaan, uh, Connor
1: Murphy aptly priced. Um, In net, I know we like to say cheap goalies on the road getting volume, but is like Fleury going to get a ton of volume? Like Winnipeg has been shooting more. I will say that they've been shooting a little bit more since they reassembled different lines. Um, but I don't know if I want to play him. What do you think? Yeah, and he's
0: kind of priced in no man's land for being an underdog on the home, uh, on the road at seventy five hundred on DraftKings. Like, there's some cheaper options. I'd rather play. I'd rather spend a couple extra hundred to get some home favorites than play seventy five hundred Mark Andre Flory.
1: Yeah, I was just checking our 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 stats at Osmo. We have him projected for the third fewest saves and for the most goals against. That sounds like the absolute worst combination possible <laughs> for a DFS goalie. So maybe we're not playing Marc-Andre Fleury tonight. Um, get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our premium Discord, lineup builder, and a whole lot more. If you're a new user of Osmo Plus Platinum, then you can take advantage of the promo code we have for this show, which is NHL Strategy Show, all caps, all one word. That's NHL Strategy Show for 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, you can find the link to activate this coupon in the, in the description of the video below. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, uh, you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as 3.95 dollars a week. Stop guessing. Start winning. Join Osmo Plus today. That's NHL Strategy Show, all caps, all one word, for 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum if you're a new user. Um, I guess more stuff in the YouTube chat. The boys had a good night last night. Boys and girls, I should say. My mistake. Um, thanks, Josh. Took down the $3.3 three max last night. I didn't even see that. Congrats. Congrats. Like, congrats to build. So that's somebody taking down the quarter arcade and somebody taking down uh the three max last night that's good work <laughs> very good work uh by our by our youtube viewers let's hope uh we can keep this rolling let's get to our next game then uh new york rangers 2.8 implied goal total going into edmonton edmonton has a 3.2 implied goal total i've been keeping an eye on the news uh for edmonton morning skates i haven't seen anything yet i don't know if you've seen anything They're not skating.
0: And they have a – there's a ceremony pregame for something. So, we may not even get line news on time tonight. Right.
1: So, that's something to keep in mind is that Edmonton did reunite uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl for the last game. And that's $18,000 for those two. Throw and pull you Yarby, you're looking at $23,300 for the Edmonton one stack that we don't even know if they're going to be a line. So – I'm going to ask you how you want to approach this game because if you look at the later games like Vancouver, Nashville, Arizona, New Jersey, Los Angeles, like if there's something super weird with the Edmonton stacks, um, there aren't really places you can switch. Like you just have to switch to whatever your Edmonton, you switch around whatever your Edmonton stack is. So how are you approaching this game tonight? What do you like in this one, Josh? So it's a little bit tricky for me because I want to get
0: behind this Rangers second line. But if McDavid and Drysdale together, like if I was the coach, and I'm obviously not the coach, I'm just sitting behind, I'm a keyboard warrior on, on a screen right here. But like if I was the coach, I'm obviously sending out McDavid against the But that third line for Edmonton has been pretty good defensively. So like I would think they would want to keep Nugent Hopkins, Hyman away from Strom Panarin and put you know, Ryan and Fogel against that second line. And then that would free up Nugent Hopkins, Hyman to go against, you know, Dryden Hunt, Philip Heedle, and Sammy Blay on the third line. So if that's the case, like I'm having a hard time getting to Rangers here. Like if you want to use a Rangers line, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, uh Rangers second line. Yeah. Ryan and Fogel have been good defensively, but, it's still the Oilers. It's still Mikko and Like, I'm not a huge believer in him. Once you get past that, that first pair of the Oilers, like Duncan Keith, Cody Cece, Chris Russell, Tyson Berry, like not very good defensively. So why, why, like if they do get Ryan Fogel, they're not going to be seeing Nurse and Bouchard. So like, it's a, if those pairings are just not great. So I think you can use some Rangers second line here tonight. I, I would be a, a bit weary using Zabattajan at 12% against McDavid, sidle, like they're just going to drive play. Like Zabattajan line has not been great five on five. McDavid is just going to drive play there. So for Rangers, it's either going to be, you know, that second line or some form of power play stack. On the Edmonton side, like people just on a short slate, people just play dry sidle, McDavid together anyway. That's true. The problem is, if you're locking in Drysaddle of McDavid, that's 17000 for two players in two center positions. And if Drysaddle ends up being on the second line, like, he could just bust not being with McDavid. Like, McDavid has had, quote-unquote, bad games the past two games where he had, a co- like, multiple points in each. So, like, I worry a little bit about Edmonton. If we get some news now, that'd be great. If we get news closer to lock, I think there can be some advantages there as well. But for me, you know, I think, like I said it in Discord, for me in GPPs tonight, I'm fading Edmonton. And, And that's just me personally just taking a stand. I think, you know, Edmonton's a great play tonight. Igor, you know, in net is a great goalie. But, like, after Adam Fox, like, there's not much there defensively for the Rangers. So... I think, you know, if dry side is McDavid, I think that top line is great. Uh, I would be a bit – I don't know if I want to use Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, Yamamoto. Like, that line just isn't great, doesn't have great power play correlation. If you want to do, like, a dry side – like, Nugent Hopkins a wing. That, that second line is three wings. So if you want to do Drysdale McDavid, Nujia Hopkins for some power play, I think that's fine. But I think for me, if Drysdale is with McDavid, I'm going to stick to that top line, Drysdale McDavid, pooley Harvey, and just full stack there.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning with Edmonton too, but I'm also kind of leaning – I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave all that till later. I want to just talk about this game. So I agree with you on the Rangers with Rangers too, and for the reason is this, is that if they do put McDavid and Drysdale together – That second line isn't very good. Yamamoto, uh, Nugent-Hawkins, and Hyman, small sample this year. uh Judy was boring. Hello.
0: Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? or sorry, Newton Hawkins and Yamamoto in their history together without McDavid and dry 46% shot share. That's bad. That's just flat out bad. Um, not that the Rangers second line has been great this year. I think, you know, they've been struggling a little bit, I think since Kako returned, Um, but I will take, you know, um, uh, Stroman Panarin, especially Panarin, uh, going up against a sub sub possession line, uh, any day of the week, especially if you're going to get 18 to 20 minutes. Um, and the Rangers' second line, for me personally, in my personal projections, grayed out as the second best second line on the entire slate for me. <laughs> Believe it or not, behind behind another second line, we're going to talk oh, about no. it. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so I really do like that Ranger second line uh, a lot here tonight. They're probably one of my favorite road lines on the entire slate. Um their ownership is coming in just fine. It's coming in at single digits. Uh, you get two guys on that top power play unit. Like, I really do like that Rangers second line. Yeah.
0: Igor is not nut tonight, it's Yordiev. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that makes <laughs> things. A bit tough. <laughs> that makes oh. things a little bit. Tough. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, and now you're gonna get the dogs right. Oh, do the dogs like Georgiev? Is that the, dog- yeah. the
0: dogs are just riled up right now? I don't know what's
1: going on. Um, so I am still in on Rangers two. I'm out on Rangers one. Uh, on the Edmonton side, like Shosturkin would have been one of the big reasons that I wouldn't want to play Edmonton tonight. Now there's just. Now, if you're not playing Edmonton, it's just flat out—you're just not playing Edmonton. There's, you know what I mean. Like there's, there's nothing you can look at to say uh, as a reason to fade Edmonton. The reason, the only reason to really fade Edmonton, the t- was really playing against Shosturkin. And now that Shosturkin is sitting, um, it's a tough scene here. So I like—I'm just straight up t- changing my opinion in the last 30 seconds. I'm going to be in on Edmonton one here tonight. Like, but I agree with you, the way I would stack it is to add in puli Yarvi because he's just not gonna get any ownership. If there, like Edmonton, like like I said, Dry and McDavid are just flat out, too expensive um, to have those guys or to have yarvi in with them, right? So I think Puli this is a situation we're putting it in a where leaving yarvi in a high owned situation uh, makes a ton of sense. So that's where I'm at. Uh, Rangers, too uh edmonton one obviously uh on the blue line i saw it, like darnell darnell nurse's price has come down a little bit uh 5700 very reasonable evan bouchard all the way up to 5100 like i get it but it feels steep man what do you think here yeah i'd
0: rather find the 600 for nurse over bouchard uh ranger side you know Truba's and no man's line at 5200 Adam Fox, 6,800 is a bit priced out for me unless, you know, your power play stacking. I'm probably in on Nurse, but anything else in this game, I'm probably looking elsewhere.
1: Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, I, I know you just said, like, you're not huge on Koskinen. I said I'm not big on Gorgiev. I don't think I, like, I was thinking about playing Shesterkin, honestly, like, Gorgiev I'm not, and I'm not playing AK Koskinen. What do you think? Yeah, I'm out on the goalies. <laughs> yeah,
0: fair yeah, enough. changes my tune. I'm going to have to go back into the think tank after this show in my lineup. Because I already said it before the show. And I had no Edmonton. But this changes some things.
1: Yeah, that does change some things. Um, one thing that hasn't changed is our partnership with Yahoo Fantasy. We yeah. have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive Limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you need immediate access, email support at osmo.com and we'll get you set up. You can also claim a free $10 below, which can be used to enter any Yahoo contest. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. So if you want to try out uh, maybe a site where you don't have sharks and you don't have 15, 16% management fees and all that uh, first, you know, first time uh, Yahoo user, definitely a great, great deal here uh, from our sponsor Yahoo fantasy. You get a free month of Osmo plus platinum. if you want to check out what we have on the site before spending any of your money, like I mentioned earlier, we have free premium tools and content up. We have week nine, NFL ownership projections, we have NBA ownership projections, and we have UFC pro plays all up on the site for you guys to check out. So do check out Yahoo if you want to uh, dip your toes into DFS uh, without uh, jumping into the the big prize pools and the big shark pools over on DraftKings and FanDuel. All right, moving along, our next game, Nashville, 2.7 implied goal total. Going into Vancouver, the Canucks have a 2.8 implied goal total Uh, Philip Forsberg missed uh, uh, Nashville's last game. I think they said he's week to week, he's week to week, yeah. yeah, So he's not going to be back, uh, for this one. Um, Luke Cunnan moved to the top line, uh, in his place. I think there's stuff on both sides to like here. Jake was touting Nashville three in the Discord earlier. Um, I know it's like I know it's Friday, but come on, buddy, it's not five o'clock yet. Uh, so what do you like out of this game, Josh?
0: Yeah, I mean, Nashville 3, sure. If you're playing 150, you got to play everybody. You can't lose. No, but, like, for real, like, I'll start with the Canucks. Actually, let me start with Serge. I've Got two-game suspension. Absolute witch hunt. NHL's out to get him for his hit on Marner. He's The woke mob's after him. We're going to start a GoFundMe to get him out of it. But that's an Aaron Rodgers joke, but don't kill me. I like Vancouver 1, and so does everyone else. 23, 24 percent, they're probably going to get the tolvanen raku grimaldi Johansson line. Tolvanen and Grimaldi have pretty decent defensive numbers together, and Rijo being there, you know, that, that line's okay, but they're going to avoid Yossi for the most part. And after Yossi, it just kind of, like, falls off. Of course, here we are liking stuff on both sides in the 5.5 total game. But
1: So now that you said it falls off after Yossi, like, which Nashville defenseman is getting the combo meal tonight?
0: mark borrow (laughs) no no
1: yeah the borrow borrow cop get five shots.
0: borrow cop getting the combo meal but i I do like that uh vancouver top line like hello darkest my old friend like we're (laughs) going back to the canucks tonight um i don't know i was they're just really cheap (laughs) i think that's what's driving me to them they're fully correlated on the power play the most expensive player in that line is Pedersen at 5,800. They're very easy to get in. Um, so, yeah. And they're going to avoid, you know, Granlin Duchesne, which is, they've had very good numbers this year. The Horvat line is going to get them. Horvat and Hoglander Pearson fully correlate on the second power play. Um, you know, Horvat and Hoglander together, like Hoglander moving up into the top six. Over Vasily Paskolsk and Zavro is is preferable to me. Like I I, I like Hoglander. Shoots the puck a bunch. So if you want to get a little lower owned on Vancouver, I don't mind Horvat Hoglander. On the um, Nashville side, I actually like. I think I'm going to power play stack here. I'll probably go like Duchenne, Granlin, Tolvanen. I have issues putting in 5,900 Ryan Johansson, but that's maybe, you know, a bad bias that I need to get over, but 5,900 seems like ludicrous for him. So I'll probably, you know, have be some Nashville one, uh, but more likely some Nashville power play stacks. And I'm in on the top six on Vancouver.
1: Yeah. I kind of want to talk about the top six for Vancouver real quick. Um, because of the price of Vancouver one that you mentioned Besser Miller Patterson being so cheap, guess what you can do tonight, Josh, you can put in Vancouver one with McDavid and dry you, you can go. actually do that. I'm looking at it right now. McDavid dry Vancouver one, the Melka and net for Arizona and Hammond and Cece. CC. Like you kind of have to punt your defenseman, but you can do it. So like, I think that's where a lot of the Vancouver one ownership is coming from is like, or the Edmonton one ownership or Vancouver one ownership with Edmonton one ownership is that you can fit them both. It's that Boston, Florida problem from last night, right? Uh, Boston and Florida, Florida one was cheap enough that you could fit them in with Boston one. And it's the same thing here tonight. Vancouver one is cheap enough that you can fit them in with at least two thirds of Edmonton one. So honestly, the lotto, well, we call them the lotto line. If you hear the lotto line, that means Pedersen, Miller, and Besser. It's just their nickname. Um, they haven't been good this year <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> just have it yeah. uh and hoglander and pearson and horvat have and that makes a big difference for me hoglander and horvat last year uh 2.5 expect or last year and this year 2.5 expected goals for per 60 2.7 actual goals for per 60 minutes uh we have them coming in you know six seven eight percent there like there's nothing I'm worried about in Nashville for matchups. Now that Forsberg is out, like I know you say they get worse after Yosi, but even get the Yosi matchup doesn't scare me particularly, definitely not on a five-game slate. So, I'm looking at I'm looking at Vancouver here and I'm seeing all that ownership on Vancouver one and I'm seeing like that line's been pretty much break even possession-wise this year, which is really really bad for them. They're usually like 55 to 60% and they're under 50% or like 51% or something like that. Um, But Horvat, Pearson, and Hoglander have been great. And like I mentioned on a show about a week ago or so, Hoglander is a legitimately good two-way player, and he's a dual threat in the offensive zone, like playmaking and shooting. So um, I really like that Vancouver second line here tonight. Pearson, Horvat, Hoglander, that's where I'm going to be focusing. Um, If they're going to come in under 10%, I can fit them with Edmonton 1 and not have to go with like two $2,700 defensemen. I think that's probably what I'd rather do. So that's what I'm going to do here um, on the Nashville side. Like, I don't mind uh, a two man of like Grandland Duchesne because believe it or not, Grayland and Duchesne had pretty good numbers together for their careers in Minnesota, in, in Nashville. And that's with or without Forsberg with or without Arvidsson, just those two playing together. They seem to have really good chemistry together. Um, they're giving up a fair amount of shots. Um, but I don't think that's like a huge surprise, especially if you're missing your best winger. Um, Nashville too, also giving up a huge amount of shots, not a huge surprise. So I don't mind a Granlin-Duchene two-man here, but I you know, I think I'm probably only going to play one to three lineups here tonight. So they're probably not going to find my way in one to three. If I was playing 20, they would absolutely be in my 20 mix. So I do like Granlin-Duchene, uh, but it's going to be more about Pearson and uh, Horvat and hoglander for me uh on the blue line are you doing anything actually before we do that we should mention nashville three uh jake talked about them in chat they are a break-even line or above break-even line 52 percent and tanner Janot is honestly shooting the lights out over the last couple of weeks so um i guess if you want a super deep punt or not punt but super deep two man
0: the issue i have with nashville three is like they're not much cheaper than Tays and and Carpenter and Tays and Carpenter get power play one time in a very good power play spot.
1: That's probably, yeah, I would probably, I'd rather play Tays and Carpenter. I, I agree with you there. So yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with Tays and Carpenter as our two man instead here tonight uh, on the blue line. Uh, OEL to the top pair and he's taking a lot more shot or to the top pair, to the top PP, And he's taking a lot more shots, but he's obviously going to draw, draw a ton of ownership here tonight. So what do you like for defenseman?
0: Yeah. And I see we have a super chat from Matt house Do you guys recommend playing all the uh, Bo Horvat tonight? He didn't call him Bo Horvat, but yeah, we prefer him to that top lot of line just from ownership play and him and Hoglander together have been, so on the blue line,
1: uh, Ho- I find Horvat's a decent one-off too. Like, yeah. like Vancouver can win this game three, one and, and Horvat's in on all three goals. Like that's easily something he can do. Uh, so I, yeah, don't mind Horvat as a one-off go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like we talk about like I, or I've talked about how, you know, one-offing a Matthews or a McDavid, not a great strategy because chances are when they go off at 40%, his line mates are coming with him. Horvat's one of those guys, like do you really need Tanner Pearson to win a GPP if Horvat goes off? Questionable. And he's going to be way lower owned. So on the blue line, if you're using that lot of line, OEL definitely makes sense. You just got to be careful. You know, that four man is going to be very popular. Um, you know, OEL 4600, those guys, super cheap. Like it's going to be popular. Quinn Hughes is interesting on Power play too with that second line. Like, Full Vancouver too with Quinn Hughes. I would imagine as a four it's going to be fairly fairly contrarian tonight in a in a decent spot. So I like that. Um, other than Yosi, who's very priced up at 7,800, there's nothing on the Nashville side.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree with that. All right, um, Awesome Hall of Fame is where we like to celebrate all of our all of our winners. It doesn't matter if you win two hundred fifty k. It doesn't matter if you win two hundred fifty dollars. Uh, we love to celebrate. Our winners here. So, if you want to get into the Osmo Hall, Osmo Hall of Fame, this is how you do it. Download the Osmo Avatar from Osmo.com/avatar. Place in the top three of a contest with over 5,000 contestants, and then tweet the wins to the Osmo Hoff account. That's Osmo H O F on Twitter. You can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum, but only one free month per year. Uh, we're you can see some of the winners uh, that we have uh, that we've had so far this year. Uh, that's Stana with a $100,000 takedown uh, over on NBA. I noticed those NBA guys. It seems like somebody in NBA is winning a hundred K like every week. I don't like imagine if we could get those prize pools for hockey. What an, au- what an awesome place this would be. Um, but like I mentioned, you don't have to win a hundred K to get into the awesome hall of fame. Uh, if like we mentioned earlier, if you, we had somebody win the quarter arcade, if they had the awesome avatar and sent that into the, Awesome Hoff account, they get a free month of Awesome Plus Platinum for winning the quarter arcade. Again, you don't have to win six figures here. Um, we just like to celebrate everybody. So again, uh, the Osmo awesome, uh, Hoff account is who you tweet at if you place in the top three of a contest with over 5,000 contestants. Just make sure you have your awesome avatar um, as your DraftKings or FanDuel avatar. All right, we got to move along to the next game. This main event of the one, evening, the heavyweight Title bout of the night Arizona Coyotes 2.4 implied goal total going into Anaheim. The Ducks have a 3.0 implied goal total. Now, I didn't see Ducks skate today. Um, I don't think they, I didn't see a practice yesterday, and they have some sort of pregame ceremony tonight. And I think they're doing the ceremony and then warming up. Uh, so it seems unlikely we're going to get lines for this game but personally i'm not expecting anaheim to change their lines they're coming off a four nothing win where they kept all their lines together so i don't know why they would change anything i'm assuming gets left terry henrik uh and so on down so uh what do you like out of this game josh
0: oh this game man <laughs> i can't believe this is a real game and i can't believe the ownership on this duck's top line like 10 for henrik gets left terry like yeah you know coyotes are are bad but like the ducks aren't great either ducks have a three total at home so i guess you know that's fine like um you know the gets terry Henrique line is probably gonna get hayton you know barrett hayton lawson kraus keller top line i can't believe that's the top line and they're they're you know horrific defensively so i get i guess i get it you know the you know, 3.36 expected goals against per 60, 18 high danger chances against per 60, but like it's just hard to prioritize the ducks top line here when they're more expensive than the lotto line. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just madness. (laughs) If, if they were coming in like three, 4%, I'd say, Hey, yeah, sure. Let's, let's, you know, let's try it. But like, they're like,
1: I can't believe this. I can't believe they're $100 cheaper than the advantage ad line. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like, right. if it was a contrarian spot, I'd say, yeah, you know, let's let's try it. But, like, 10%? Like, I know the Coyotes are terrible and, you know, it is what it is. But, like, if it's 10%, I'd rather go to the Lotto line. I'd rather go to Vancouver 2. I'd rather go to the Rangers second line. I'd rather go to some, you know, Hawks. It's just hard for me to get behind anything in this game on the Ducks side, especially because, like, if they, for some reason, if they fall behind, the Ducks lines could go into a blunder. We don't have confirmation on anything. Uh, so it's just hard to, like, it always seems like the Ducks rotate out one of their top six wingers and just healthy scratch them for no reason. And it's just, like, the ever-revolving door with them. We have no news on them. So, gets left, Terry, sure, two-man, that's fine. Other than that, like a Zegers one off, like there's just, it's just hard to full stack anything. The price is just not good. The ownership is way higher than I want on that top line on the Arizona side. Like that top line is fully correlated on the power play and, but they just haven't been good. I don't think Gibson's in net. I saw people saying that Stellars is confirmed. Yeah. Like that just, Adds a you know a layer of funk to this game that we already didn't need. Like if Gibson was starting, like he would obviously be one of my favorite goalies on the night. But like Stellar's like I think there is some stuff. Like Arizona top line, super cheap, fully correlated. You if you're you know one to three, not a consideration at all. But if you're into the twenty to one fifty, coming in at four percent with a fully correlated power play, even if you think they're bad, I think you can take a stab there. And I know your projections on the second line, your boys, Yaskin, Larson, and Kessel. So I'll let you talk about them. They're going to get some cupcake matchups and their expected numbers have been very good. So I think this is a very good, not very good, but like this is a spot where you can use them. So I'll let you talk about them.
1: Yeah. So the only reason I bring up Arizona, they pop as a value to me just because they're so cheap, right? Um, if you look at, I, I think, uh, Dmitry Yaskin, is 2,500 and I think Johan Larson is 2,700 and then Phil Kessel somewhere in the threes like you could stack the line for under 10k I'm pretty sure um nine thousand dollars you can stack the line and Phil Kessel and Dimitri Yashkin are the two forwards leading Arizona in shot rate right and that's the thing that we often look for here our players shooting Arizona is just not a good offensive team there's not anybody taking a lot of shots really except beside Chikrin um but yashkin and yashkin and kessel lead the team lead the forwards and shot rate um and the way we have the line matching there's only one line i really don't want to see much of and that's the steel lunderstrom line um i think they might see yeah they're very
0: underrated defensively
1: yeah and well sam steel like he was supposed to be a good two-way center but it looks like he's just Developing into a strict defensive center, which I think is fine, but it's kind of like throwing off people's expectations of them. Um, but we're have like I have the, the matchup sheet from Gnarly Rad dude pulled up, and he says that Steele and Lundestrom might actually get quite a bit of that Yaskin Kessel line, and that's that's what's going to keep me probably away from them here tonight. Is that I don't want that matchup. That's the one matchup from Anaheim that you don't want. So I agree with you. I like Arizona too. They are a good value for me. If somebody wants to play them, I'm not gonna say no, but I honestly think full stacking Arizona one is the play here. I agree with you on that. Um, it's just I think they're gonna get way, way, way better in game matchups. Um I'm out on Anaheim. I'm sorry. like Troy Terry, Troy Terry's a nice player, but his individual points percentage is hundred percent and he's shooting twenty nine percent of five on five. like they' all all his production, not all a lot of his production is red flags. so I'm out on Ana. I'm out on Anaheim entirely here tonight. I'm full. I'm just full fading them. Um, for defensemen, I really like Jacob Chickren here tonight. He's a guy I'm going to focus on. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I agree with Chikrin. Uh, that's really about it. Like, if you want to use Gaspar, if you need like the twelve hundred savings, if you're using Arizona one, I think that's fine. Uh, on the Jet or on the Jets, on the Duck side, they're just. Nothing that interests me. If you're using Ducks 1 and you want to use Jamie Drysdale, I think that's fine. Uh, contractual obligation to just say Dyson Mayo wants a show. Uh, his AHL numbers are actually terrible, and he had that sequence last game where he blocked like five straight shots, but like his peripherals really aren't that good.
1: Yeah, I, I'd rather just stick to Chikrin or just dump all the way down to Victor Sto- Soderstrom at 2,500 for that people 2 Uh, If you want. All right. We only have a few minutes left before we get out of here before we do if you guys uh, could throw us a subscribe it really helps us uh, look good for our bosses we're almost at 65,000 subscribers really helps these shows coming on a near daily basis click that notification button if you want to get an alert when we go live, and we have a bunch more shows coming up uh, on Yahoo not only NHL we will be back tomorrow morning, uh, but we have the Yahoo NFL Sunday pick show with Kaufman and Eric coming up after us. And then the prize prize picks college football show after that. And then we have NBA deeper dive with Lafayette and Adam followed by the lot before Locks. So lots of NFL, college and NBA uh, content to have you covered coming up after us. Um, let's get to this last game. New Jersey, 2.7 implied goal total going into Los Angeles. Kings have a 2.8 implied goal total. The two big pieces of news here, one, Alexander Holtz is going to be in for New Jersey. He's probably their top prospect, and he's a guy I'm high on personally. And Dougie Hamilton's out. Um, He's not playing tonight. Looks like um, P.K. Subban up to the top power play unit with uh, Damon Severson and Ty Smith taking over duties on the second power play unit. So Alexander Holtz in. I didn't see New Jersey line since we got on the air um, Amanda's time usually posts those. I haven't seen anything from her. So we don't know where he's going to slot in a five on five. We do know Holtz is going to the top power play unit. Um, my personal feeling is that Holtz goes to the third line, but that's a complete guess. And this is the last game of this, one of the last games of the night. So it's tough to say. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to say flat out. I like Los Angeles too. They're my favorite line in this game. They're high pace, generating a lot of offense. They came through us came through for us a bit in their last game. I think they do it again tonight and they'll do so getting the soft second and third line matchups from New Jersey. So I like Los Angeles too out of this game. What do you like, Josh?
0: Yeah, I agree. And I saw something yesterday where on, uh, Andre Anthony, the CU is going to be back as well, yeah. but he's probably not going to be in the top six unless he replaces Leah Sanderson, but I would That's imagine he's gonna going to slot to go. in on the third or fourth line. Yeah. What was that?
1: I was going to say that the only spot uh, I think Athens EU could go in the top six is an Anderson spot. They're not going yeah. to move anybody else. Probably not
0: tonight, though. I would imagine he slots in on that third or fourth line tonight, at least, to start. But, yeah, no, I agree. LA, too, very, very high-paced. It's nice to see. Like, Kempe, I follow, 8,500 for the two-man there. Um, Kempe, you know, coming off a, a shot bonus game where he scored a goal, still 3,500 in the top power play. Uh you know, I, I can get behind LA 2 here for sure. That top line, you know, if you want to use Kopitar, that's fine, but I'm out on them. On the Devils side, I agree with you that Holtz probably slides into that into Jimmy VC's spot on the third line. Um, I'm just not super thrilled about this New Jersey spot, especially with Dougie out. Like, that's a big loss for them. Uh, I'm probably going to be underweight to the field on the Devils tonight. They're just if you want to like there's just nothing that i want to full stack there's not really much that i want to one off here uh so i'm probably
1: out on the devils yeah i mean it's just tough like if i knew holtz was playing with mercer i'd just slam in holtz and mercer right away but we just don't know i mean if you just want to leave holtz as a 2500 one-off i think that's perfectly fine um it's just not i don't know if i'm stacking new jersey Los Angeles, too, is where I'm at. Josh, I'm going to ask you for your goalies and your hat trick picks before we get out of here. I'm going to say my favorite goalie on the slate is U.C. Saros, assuming he starts. And my hat trick pick is Nikolai Ehlers. Who you got? Blackwood, if he starts,
0: I do like because I think they're going to see he's going to see decent volume, especially with Dougie Out. And my hat trick pick is going to be off the board, Niels Hoglander.
1: Niels Hoglander. I like it. All right. We got Hoglander and Ehlers as your hat trick picks for tonight. Uh, That'll do it for Josh and I, for producer Mike, for Josh, for myself. Good luck tonight, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 9 Eastern, with the NHL Strategy Show. Can't wait.